tip. Good afternoon. It is November 29th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? The long national nightmare is over. It's been two years. It's finally happened. Duke is once again number one in college basketball. Cole came out today. They beat Gonzaga late Friday night game. Might have missed it. You ate too much turkey. You know, leftovers on Friday. It would, the game didn't start till till ten thirty, but it was uh, it was uh, an, an exciting game. It was pretty close the uh, the the entire way. Duke just pulls it out, 84-81. Uh, there was uh, some 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 cramping issues on the on the Duke side. There was some foul trouble on the Gonzaga side, but uh, definitely a fun fun basketball game for me. I think it was fun for uh, for a bunch of the country uh, this this early in the year. You know, we're still in in November to have some of these uh, premier matchups before we're getting closer to being in uh, conference play. I start off every podcast by saying out the date. It is November 29th. It is way too early to assess anything and really make any sort of judgment of any college ranking. The accuracy of it in general is up for debate, let alone the, the real accuracy anyways of it. But I will say, I think it's safe to say Gonzaga's a pretty good team. I, I, I think that's okay. So I, I think you have value in, in in the victory of this. I think there was actual uh, accomplishment here. So I would feel good about this win because I think Gonzaga maybe isn't a number one seed, but I think they're a really good basketball team and you should be pleased with beating them in any fashion or form this year. I don't, I don't expect them to have many losses. So good for Duke, you know. It's kind of a, a only one way, only one direction to go after the last couple seasons, as you would mentioned. Just utterly disappointing and Try to send out Coach K the right way. This is this is a good start. It'll be exciting if Duke is as competitive as, as competitive as assumed, uh, historically, I guess. So good for you guys. Uh, anybody we should be keeping an eye on? Like who's the high riser right now? Who's who's the player that uh, we should be have our, our eyes on on this roster here? Is there is there a particular player? Or is this team basketball? Uh, definitely Apollo Bancaro. He is the the the, the best recruit that we got. He's a pretty much a 6'10 wing. He can, he can handle the ball pretty much when, when you turn the game on, you can pretty quickly go, that guy's better than everybody else. Uh, so that's, that's definitely cool, especially after, uh, you know, there's been some, some, some disappointment there, but I'd say definitely he's the, uh, the, the top guy, but it's pretty balanced uh, scoring, you know, playing, playing Gonzaga, you know, that's the, you know, they've, we're number one the entire year last year and this entire year so far. So very, uh, very competitive, but in some of the lesser teams that we've played, it's been pretty even on, we'll have five or six guys scoring double digits on pretty similar uh, field goal attempts. So I, I would say it's, it's almost, it's almost a mix. I know it's a little bit of a wishy-washy answer, but you know, you, Apollo's the, the, the number one guy, but there can be uh, a whole handful of guys that can step up. Do you have anyone to submit to the uh, facial hair challenge over here? Because I, I see other teams, on Gonzaga specifically, where there are just, man, guys throwing heat out there, right? They're, they're not messing around. They, they have some some art going on in their faces right now. Uh, does Duke have anybody that we should be paying attention to that way? We got a bunch of bunch of young guys, so uh, not a not a ton of, uh, of, of facial hair. Uh, I noticed uh, Drew Timmy just went beard did not go with the, the 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 mustache so i don't know if that was a i know ahead of time this isn't going to go well for me i don't want to have the handlebar mustache or if this was more of a you know what this isn't even a big game to me i don't i don't do handlebar mustache until at least march in the sweet 16 
Well, are you going to say anything nice about Gonzaga to put some value towards your win here? Well, like I said, they were number one the entire year last year, undefeated until the championship. And this year, I absolutely put a beat down on UCLA. That was Tuesday, Tuesday night, I think. Tuesday or Wednesday. Another, another late game. So that definitely uh, gave me some pause where if you're the number two team, you're supposed to be the second best. And Gonzaga just jumped out on them by 20 right from the very beginning. And that was not a competitive game at all. So they clearly uh, clearly have UCLA's number, but I think the real argument right now, and I agree with you that it's early on in the season, it's only November, so rankings and everything are a little goofy, but uh, it's uh, Duke, Duke versus Purdue with uh, both having an undefeated record with some ranked, ranked wins mixed, mixed in there. Any uh, upcoming challenges for either of those teams? Are we facing any ranked teams this week? Uh, Duke plays. They're they're not ranked. They play Ohio State at Ohio State, so it'll be the uh, the first true road game for these uh, for these rookies and really uh, for the sophomores. Uh, last year, not really the 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 reception I think you're that they're going to get this year, both <laughs> with it being more competitive this year and with yes, we're letting everybody in. And you know what? Even the fans didn't quite get to say everything they wanted to say last year. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they handle that. Uh, like I said, they Ohio State's not ranked. They were the one, two, three, four. They're the in the others receiving the fourth and others receiving votes. So just outside the uh, the top twenty five. Well, maybe the ACC is just really soft. Is is the next argument? But we'll we'll worry about that in March. That doesn't really mean anything right now today. Uh, but there is some that sort is, of that is an issue that uh, Duke for the second week in a row is the only ACC team in the in the top twenty five. There are some smaller conferences that have more than the ACC, so that is a that's definitely a concern. Yeah, it's amazing that Syracuse can't miss a shot, but somehow can't win a game. But you know, it we'll we'll get there. Yeah, I think there's potential there as well, but. Uh, you, you wrote down here, you got some... Uh, Are some... you concerned that you gave up 100 points to Colgate at home? <laughs> I Look, I'm concerned that there's a team in the ACC. 100! 100 team... to the toothpaste school. There's a team... It, did you guys lose to the toothpaste school, like, last year? No. Yes, this happened. This happened, like, within the last... This happened while we are in our podcast era. We haven't been doing it that long, all right? It's happened. No, it happened. It didn't happen in the tournament. Did you lose to Colgate in the tournament? No, not Colgate. Man, you really remember all these losses. Anyways, you got something oh, yeah. here about the Big Ten ACC Basketball Challenge? Yeah, so we're really going to find out how how soft this ACC is. The uh, The Big Ten has uh, has had some, some solid schools in it. There's some games tonight. There's some games tomorrow. That's the uh, the Duke-Ohio State game is, uh, is part of that. But, yeah, there I definitely have some concern that – we might have more success as we get into conference play, but that uh, <laughs> what if what if only two teams from the ACC make the make the tournament? That's not going to be good for the league. But who's the other team you think will make it? Oh, come on, say it! Give us a shot. We're we're, we're a decent team. There's there's some offensive potential. You know we'll tighten up on defense, and the zone is going to throw throw off so enough teams that we'll get some wins just off of that. Like it's just. We're guaranteed to have a mediocre season and steal a couple games we probably shouldn't steal entirely off the zone. And we have an offense. 
I. Oh, you're not going to give it to us? You have someone else? The Syracuse zone always uh, always throws people off, but you, you, you've lost three of four right now. You have no credibility. Uh, I think the next closest is going to be uh, Virginia Tech. All right. Well, you know, way to talk up your division here. Congratulations, Duke, at being it's, the best it's not of the great. worst. And Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech is coming off of uh, two losses last week. So it's it's not good. It's not good over here. Yeah, wait till you lose to one of these bad teams. That's gonna be the worst part. Oh, and it's for sure gonna happen. I it, just know at some point there's going to be there's always a there's always a letdown. It's a Tuesday night or it's a Saturday afternoon game, and I don't think it really matters necessarily the quality of the team. It's just like your attitude going in. The standard I mean, ACC you're not plugged in rivalry. all the time. The standard rivalries yeah, not, like it doesn't mean anything. They don't care that you're ranked whatever. It's we don't like this school. This school doesn't like us. We don't want them to win. Yeah, yeah, we don't care that these rookies are coming in. We've been here a few years. Like we're, we're good to go, and you're gonna have a crowd that is all sorts of amped up. So yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to 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 that, and would prefer that the conference was better. You know, you know, it's gonna be wild. This is this feels like a season once we get to March and we start doing the rankings of all that, and like there's gonna be like two ACC teams as the playing games again. Very similar to like last year where Syracuse snuck in. I think that's going to happen again. But Syracuse had a lot of success there, and I think again this year, I think whoever sneaks in in these, in the, maybe it's Virginia Tech. I don't know somebody like that. I think they will have an oddly successful season being in that seating. Like I think they're still going to be poorly, poorly ranked. Like it's going to be an advantage for them somehow. So I don't know. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. It'll be funny, to, fun to see where Duke ends up at the end of it because. I don't think the ACC is that great, and I still think you have a capability of losing to a UNC just because you play them twice or some other ACC yep. team. So, and that wouldn't be unusual either. Like, I, I think it's it's really hard to go undefeated. These are college kids. The consistency is not the same. There's a lot a lot going on. You don't know if anybody somebody gets somebody gets dinged up or you just a lot lots of things can happen. You just just poor poor shooting night. Plus, other teams, you know, you might not be the greatest basketball team, but you can be really good for one night. Like you can get hot. It happens to the NBA all the time. That's why they play eighty two games. Is you can somebody can just go off for fifty that maybe isn't gonna always do that. They may go off for that one time and it might be against you guys. I, I just I, I I think there's some concern for the ACC and it has me very concerned for Syracuse right now as a team that is struggling within the ACC that I don't think is that good. So uh we'll see we'll definitely bounce back to that topic. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. We'll see how this week even plays out when you face Ohio State. It, it, we we might know more by the end yeah. of the, by the next yeah, this, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it it could happen in, in in a hurry. They they were ranked to 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 start the year, so they're no uh, no pushover. Especially if you come in thinking, oh yeah, we beat Gonzaga. Everyone's just gonna you know bow to us and we're we're set. Like I, I don't think that's gonna be the case at all. But to your point of uh, any team could come on any night. We played uh, the Citadel last Monday. The Citadel went 18 for 34 from three. 18 for 34. They took more threes than they took two pointers. That's good for just under 53%. 18 threes made is a Cameron indoor record. I mean, and we still beat this team by 20, 26 points, but things, things go a little, a little differently with uh free throws or, or something. And, you know, a team shoots fifty percent at that sort of volume. That that is wild. Well, it's good to see Duke having success again. I can't wait for the collapse to happen. It's much more fun to root <laughs> against this than it is to be like, 
Yeah, Duke's just not good. I don't even like want to razz them anymore. It's not fun to just remind everyone they're not. It's much more fun when they're like borderline good like this right now, and I get to talk them off the the cliff here. Be like, yeah, you guys are terrible. Like, yeah, this is great. This is when way more exciting. There's, there's expectations and hopes and dreams. You know, back back to your regular scheduled programming at, at Duke over here. Uh, actually, speaking of your regular scheduled programming, I think we came into the NBA season thinking that the Nets. We're going to be the clear number one in the East, and it's been an up and down. I think they've had some dominant performances. Durant has been spectacular when he is able to play, but you know, beyond the Kyrie injury, the Kyrie drama, we'll just call it, not even injury or life decisions here. They, Harden has been questionable. A lot of guys have been banged up. They haven't really had much of a rotation. But you know what? At, at the end of the day, it's uh, what did I say, November 29th, and the Brooklyn Nets are first in the East. I, it's. It's not like this team has clicked at all. I, Joe Harris on my fantasy team has been hurt for this past week. They don't look great, and yet they're still kicking everyone else's ass. How how are they able to do this? Is it just that much talent? Like, does anything even matter anymore? Do we just get the most talented roster? I think that you, uh, you're you not giving yourself enough credit on the, the, the Patty Mills call saying, oh, no Kyrie, don't worry about it. Patty Mills is going to fit in just fine. Uh Patty Mills has definitely had success with the uh, with the Spurs, but did not think that he'd be he'd be playing so well. Uh, yeah, and then you know, just always easy for me bring it around to uh, to the Celtics. But I was I was excited to uh, be headed home for Thanksgiving for uh, Wednesday, and ooh, ESPN game, oh, premier premier game, Brooklyn Boston. Yeah, that should be competitive. Jalen Brown coming back. Yeah, let, let's go. And they just stopped us. Pretty much, uh, pretty much right from the beginning, and then just basically just beat us every quarter by a little bit more, and was not not the uh, not the fun I was hoping to to have. I was in Boston too. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, we're gonna talk, Brooklyn's loaded, and we're gonna talk about some guys that are no longer in the rotation. A guy in Brooklyn that's no longer in the rotation, in Blake Griffin. I don't think it's really much to be concerned about. I, I think it was magic that they were able to get where they got out of him last year. There's obviously potential, and I think his playmaking ability is just he's not healthy anymore, and he's really oddly undersized for as strong as he is. You know, you, you take away a little athleticism, and I don't know if I don't know if he's able to do that. But you know what? He may be able to turn this on and flash in a pan for a playoff series, and I still think there's value in that. I don't think there's any point in really forcing this to work and asking him to, you know, play 60 games this year. Uh, so I don't really have much concern for it. The team's in first place. It, it is, is Maybe it's because they're benching him. Maybe it's not. I, it doesn't really matter. They still have Kevin Durant. They still have a really, really good roster with or without him. Uh, but do you, think, do you think there's reason to be concerned for that, or do you think they're going to trade him, I, cut him? I think him? it's more uh, just how well LaMarcus Aldridge is, is, has been playing. Where that was a surprise last year, so I think Blake got more run than uh, was to be expected. I'm just kind of surprised. I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts, and I, I just feel like I'm not hearing much about Lamarcus Aldridge at all. And it seems like he's playing well. And this guy had to force retire last year, and now he's playing. I just don't know how it's not mentioned more often that this guy that we thought was done, his career was over, legitimate safety issue. Is just back and literally saying, you know, with his play saying, Blake Griffin is not, does not deserve minutes on this team while I'm on the team. Maybe the year off is helpful. A year of rest, a year of recovery, a year to rethink, clear the mind, 
remind yourself how bad you want this again. He doesn't have a championship. He played for the Spurs for a long time, and I'd like to think they had championship aspirations while he was there that just never came through. It it's it makes sense. Uh, he's he deserves. He's a quality player, and as well as anybody who's a good shooter, especially a good shooting big, is hard to come by. And he's perfect for that team. The spacing is unbelievable. Somebody who's comfortable shooting a three, and is that tall, and can at least you know be a body to throw at other guys. It's it, it was a smart signing to begin with. I thought it was going to be way more dangerous last year. It turns out we're really going to pay for it this year. Uh, but I, I still think Blake Griffin will end up playing in the playoffs. He'll he'll win them a playoff game that is probably the only game he plays. He'll have like that Nate Robinson game where he just comes in and is like, oh, wow, we're we're asking the sixth man to kind of win us the game today just because everyone else is off or the other team has just game planned for everything but this. Something like that will happen. Uh, one guy I don't think will ever come back in the rotation, though, I, I think Kemba Walker's toast, man. I think it's done. I think that $8 million contract, as much as a good deal as that sounded, is going to suddenly turn into a bad signing. It, it, it's not just, it, 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 it's, it's the way, it's a presentation of it as well, where Blake Griffin has set uh, two games, coach's decision, and now it's kind of getting brought up, and it's on kind of, the, the, the quotes I, were, I was hearing were from Blake, saying, hey, you know, this is what, like, is working for the team right now, like, I'll, I'll be ready, just kind of those sort of positive comments, where, Kemba has not sat any games yet. This news came out from Tibbs today and just all the word, like all the phrases he was using just kind of, well, first of all, I want to say, you know, I very much respect Kemba Walker as a, as a person, as a man. It's just like, Ooh, you, you only say that to line up the, yeah, he's just not good enough to play anymore, which I haven't been watching a, a ton of Knicks games. I was kind of looking at the, uh, the stats he's averaging. I don't know something like 11 points, three and a half uh, assists. So not at Kemba premier levels, but I didn't realize he was at the, we can't play this guy anymore. So I was, I, w- I was surprised by it, but yeah, it was just, it's just, just like the, the phrasing of it of, Oh wait, he's, he's just done. I, I just don't, I, I feel like when a guy of this age, it's not just usually put out like this, just like, Nope, he is no longer going to be in the rotation. Yeah, that that ended very very quickly. This is a career that, I mean, we gave this guy max like whatever, like what three years ago he was a max Celtic. Like it's just crazy that he's not even able to crack the rotation on a team that. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, this year he should still be on a max deal, but we traded him because we didn't think we were getting the money. That's how we got Horford, and then he got bought out. So this is still like in a max year. Yeah, I. As desperately as the Celtics need a point guard, he wasn't going to be the answer in any way, even if he was healthy. I mean, I think offensively he could have been a threat that we still desperately need, but the weaknesses on defense, which is what Thibodeau is just never going to overlook. He's never going to overlook and be like, well, I like guys to play 40 minutes and play defense the entire time and rebound, and Kemba's like, I can shoot threes sometimes as long as the defender isn't taller than me and other times I can get blocked on layups because I'm really small like there's just not enough strength there to justify it and it was a weird signing it was a it was a bargaining chip it was it was like uh hey we don't need this but it's it's a good deal it was a it was a cyber monday deal you know it was just a, <laughs> just a trap of uh you know hey this is on the market like if 
there's been times where we've desperately wanted to look for a deal like this and I know we don't need it right now but but it's a good deal right it's a good deal right like it's just do you talk yourself into it but at the end of the day this is a team that had a lot of success last year and didn't really need the guard play from Kemba Walker I still think they need something else I I, I don't I don't know what happens to Kemba here, though, and I, I, I feel like he's just going to end up being a Laker inevitably here, and he's going to fit just right I don't over know. there. Can, yeah, because, one, I think both of us agreed that for the Celtics at his max number, it was not worth it, but for the, the $8 million for the, the Knicks, it was definitely worth the uh, worth, worth, worth a play. But I don't know. Can he go to the Lakers? I, I, can you get bought out a second time in a year? Or would it have to be a trade? Or can he even be traded? I think he could be traded for eight million. I don't, he, he could why be would somebody else? Why would somebody else want him? He can't even get run on the on the Knicks. Because there's there's only one team in the league that's still having guard trouble, and it's the Lakers. Every other team has an excess of that position. The, the Lakers and Celtics are the only two that have decided to find guys to play the position that generally don't play that position. The only two teams. Every other team has a a, guard, a great starting point guard, a backup starting point guard, and probably like a third string point guard that can fill in better than any of the guys they have starting on the Lakers and Celtics. There's no guard play on either of them. Like, you know, shout out to Rondo. Mike, Mike, he's a great guard play, but he's not playing 80 games a night and he's not getting you. You're not, you're not the team you want to be if you're playing him every night. <laughs> at least, no. at least those kind of minutes. All right. Those days are gone. He can win you a playoff series. Again, he, he can be a smart player in the right time. It's just, it's a long season you need a little bit more of a workhorse than that. And I don't think Kemba Walker checks that box either, but I just think they're the type of team that would, you know, take one more shot at, at something like this. I think they could ignore some of the deficiencies and take some of the strengths I, versus I don't think any other team would do that because they they're already better off with younger guys that they don't have to trade for, that they already have. I, I don't know. What do you think happens to Kemba? You think this is it? Like, I, I think he's just going to eventually be a Laker at some point. I, I just don't see why the Lakers would grab him if the Knicks don't even want him. That just seems like you're so you're so far down the down the list. There has to be other options, but it's it. it I, I feel like it, it. It seems like I'm picking on the Knicks, but it's just you're a you know middle of the road Eastern Conference team. If you can't make that team, what are what are your options? None, none. Not not very good. The the options are bad. Uh, it's not a good pace for Kemba. It's a rough, uh, I wouldn't say a rough start for the Knicks, but I think it's hard to have expectations. This is what it's like. You're, you're no longer really the Knicks. You're, you're, you're the Knicks of last year where you, you made the playoffs. You were supposed to win a series. You didn't win a series, but you were in a series. So this year there, there's expectations. It's not the normal Knicks anymore. It's, 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 it's a different season right now. And I think Kemba on a normal Knicks team historically would be playing. I, I think this is actually shows some maturity of actual talent and an actual talented team here. So good, good for them. It's rough for Kemba, man, uh, especially essentially returning home uh, to New York here. Just, just not what you like to see. Uh, but speak of returning, we were going to briefly talk about the Celtics. Jalen Brown is back. I just, just, just thought we should mention that. He was able to eke out a, a tie this week for me in fantasy. A very, very, very tight tie against Zach this week in basketball fantasy. Uh, you want to talk about fantasy? You want to talk about Jalen Brown? Because I didn't. I really thought I was going to win this week. It was kind of a disappointment. 
I had a uh, I had a pretty furious comeback uh, on on the weekend, specifically Sunday. Sunday, your your Cade Cunningham coming through with your rebounds and a couple made free throws it was just just enough. I mean, I'm talking yeah, like three percent on on a field goal per, uh, free throw percentage is what it was. I think it was point oh one on the field goal. It was tight. It was tight. I didn't have I wasn't at full strength. You weren't at full strength. It was it was a dog fight. It came it came down to the end though. It's definitely nice having having Cade back because I really stayed away from rookies and in general just kind of stay away from rookies and that was one of the drafts i did later and just it's like ah, you know what it, it he was kind of in the area i hadn't drafted him yet it's like oh this this will be fun this, this, this will be a fun ride and then the first two weeks it's like eh, he's just not playing right now it's like oh no this could be this could be bad but no that was not the case he uh is uh he, he's rattling up the uh up the up the the boards for rookie of the year Hey, it's a good it's a good class, man. Good rookie class. There's a lot of yeah, good draft definitely. picks. I, I think maybe not the spectacular superstar quite yet on any of them, but guys that are going to be in the league forever, guys that are probably going to play for multiple teams, but I think guys that are going to be in a lot of playoff games. Uh, there, there's some competitors out there that I think are just good role players. They'll fit in somewhere. I, I, they'll, I think they'll fit in on just about any team, almost all these guys from this uh, rookie class. Uh, some really, really unique weapons out there between Mobley and uh, Kate Cunningham. You know, it, it, even uh, guys like Giddy and uh, OKC. OKC has some weird roster stuff going on over there. <laughs> Talk about the experiment of throwing against the wall and see what sticks. There, there is some unique basketball being going on over there. I, it, it really is a, a lab of scientists over there of the experiments they are running <laughs> between Giddy and uh, Gilchrist Alexander. I guess. Some interesting stuff going on. Have you managed to catch any of that? I mean, the, the, the Poku thing is still kind of going on. I uh, it, it's the only time I really catch it is on the the weird NBA Twitter people that I follow, and uh, occasionally on like I said the the numerous NBA podcasts that I listen to. But no, I have not I've not watched one uh, live because they just don't post those on. On national broadcasts, dude, it's like watching an international, like a high school game, where they just have an entire different approach. It's it's like oddly different. It just the guard plays different. The guys that are supposed to shoot don't shoot. The guys that pass pass like uh, it's 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 a little it's a little odd, but it's kind of entertaining just because it's different. It's not the standard basketball basketball. Yeah, I mean, if you want the standard, you go watch Golden State every night right now. They're they're on pace for seventy three. Curry is. I don't even want to say back. He's just doing Curry things again. It's endlessly he entertaining. Up the ref. <laughs> he yeah, teed he... up the ref. He's <laughs> it's it's cool. Uh, and we talk about it all the time. You know, or we did last year with COVID, like no fans and how it impacts things. And it's just one of the things that you kind of just forget about. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. When Curry goes on the road, people come just to see Steph Curry, and he goes into places. Like Brooklyn, Brooklyn's number one in the East. They're looking to have championship aspirations, so it's not like no one's in the arena, and you're getting Steph Curry MVP chance when he's at the line on the road. It's like that's right, Curry is just super popular, and with no fans in the building, it does not translate nearly the same. I'm starting to fear that you've put this bad idea in my head that. Maybe Clay is going to ruin this in some way because he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in two years right now, and things are think, dude. They're on pace for seventy three wins, and there's 
some sloppy excuses for the struggles of a lot of other teams that they have maybe just taken advantage of. But you know, on pace for seventy three is on pace for seventy three. I don't I don't care who the roster is. I don't care if it's Toscato Anderson, you know, coming off the bench and putting up numbers. But it's <laughs> these guys are going to add Wiseman, Clay, and I still think the the, the Kaminga has has hope as well of of just being a rookie trying to fit in trying to figure things out not getting a lot of playing time like there's there's so much potential for this team to get even better not to mention the the, the potential trade they could pull at any time right now the the, the stock market that on all of their roster is as high as it's ever going to be they could trade anybody for just about anything I don't expect them to make any changes but talk about being in the driver's seat right now who would have thought we would be seeing this all over again it we we would talk about this every week, and it's there. You you keep mentioning like Curry Curry's back. I had Curry on the fans team last year. I feel like I mentioned it every week that he was back last year, and it just seems like the team isn't that much different. It's just they're really getting stuff out of their more of their their role players that they just weren't getting before, and it's 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 wild to watch. And yeah, it's 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 way more trolling than actual concern. Just on. Well, if Clay's coming back, how, how are they going to get better than they are now? So just my thought is, well, it can only go one direction. So then if I'm right, I just joke like, ah, oh, no, totally saw this coming. Clay's not all the way back. He made a big stink about not being on the the top 75 in the NBA of all time when his career isn't even over yet. But he's making a, you know, complaining about that. So it's like, oh, well, I don't know. We'll see once you come back. Is he so really, really going to change his number? I don't think so. Well, did you see? He's been practicing with the number seventy-seven because he said he was left off the seventy-five list, as if he was like, you know, the uh, the last two out or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was just practice. I thought uh, like the, the whole thing, whole thing seems silly. Of all the things to get worked up about, <laughs> and and he, I kind of like the idea of him changing his number to seventy-seven, though. Even if in he like, can't just, he, can't, he can't just change his name to Luca's number. Well, is, did Luca make the top seventy-five? I don't think so. He probably was. He's only in like his fourth year. Luca probably was seventy-seven. It's, it's I, fine. It's fine not to make the list at seventy-five, and you're going to make the hundred. Yeah, it's kind of like complaining about your Madden ranking or your NBA Live ranking or whatever. Be like, why am I not ninety-nine? Because well, you're you're your rookie. Like you're going to get better. You can't be a ninety-nine yeah. now. Like what do we make you next year then? There's no 101. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. this is it. This is the max of this. Like this is why we don't have a lot of that. This is this is why the the pizza review guy never gives any nines. If he did that, it wouldn't be any interest. You know, the the one nine you get once a year is like, oh, all right, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, you gotta you gotta balance it out. Everyone thinks they're better than than they are, and I'm 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 willing to have the the conversation, but. You haven't played for two plus years now, so I, I just I just want to see. I hope he I hope he's awesome. Clay being awesome and the Warriors being awesome, I, I was never never against that because it made it made it so that the Lakers weren't good. Well, so worked it worked for me. Clay will be awesome. I think Wiseman is also going to be awesome this year. I think just the the fact that this team is good and he's going to have a more defined role and I think a little bit more pressure of. You just need to do this versus last year. I think they were trying to ask him to do a little bit more because the team needed a little bit more. This team doesn't need anything from him. If he can give them anything, it's just bonus. If you just go out there, rebound and play defense and 
don't turn the ball over, maybe shoot a couple free throws. It's just yeah, going to be, be fine. It's going to be an aid to this team as well as a threat. I mean, just imagine being able to throw that guy into a playoff matchup as well, where you don't use him all year, and then suddenly you throw that big guy in there. It's it it's some real flexibility here of multiple threats. Oh, speaking of uh, big men and throwing him in there, did you see who the Milwaukee Bucks signed yesterday? Yeah, I think it's one of the best signings of the year. I think you signing, think that I, I, signing Demarcus Cousins is one of the best signings of the year. I do, I, and I'm going to stand by it. I really do. I thought Cousins looked really good in the what preseason. Was your, what was your second favorite signing? Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Okay, so you're bumping it ahead of Patty Mills. Patty Mills has been pretty successful. Patty Mills has been great, and he will continue to be great. I have no doubt about that. I think that's a safer bet. I just think Boogie has had a weird career of injury after injury over the past couple of years. I thought the healthiest I've seen him look was in preseason this this year for Houston with John Wall and, and who else? There was another old guy out there with them as well. But anyway, I thought he looked really good. I thought that was the fastest I've seen him look. He's no speedster anymore. But I, I just think he can be he could be Bobby Portis, even though they have Bobby Portis. Like I just think he can be a guy like that. And as well as this team's tough already, man. Nobody's Go ahead, walk up to, to to Giannis, man. I dare you to challenge him. This is the most, this is the strongest guy in the league. Nobody's doing anything. The fact that they're adding more tough guys and they kind of have a little bit more of a PJ Tucker replacement, I think, in a, in a tough defender here. I just think it helps this team, and I think he's going to shoot a lot of threes for this team, and I think he's going to make a lot of threes for this team. I, I I don't I don't hate the signing. I like I said, I think it's a really big signing for them. You may not see it immediately right now. But if he's able to stay healthy and stay on this roster, I really just think he's going to be making moves. I, I, I think I think at this point in his career, this is the perfect signing for him in the perfect place. I don't think it moves the needle. Not even all. a little bit, do you? Not even a touch. Not even a little bit. Uh, last year on the, on the Clippers, he played 16 games, averaged eight and four and a half. Played... 13 minutes. Well, you know, I think, I, I, I think this is not, this is not good news for Brooke Lopez. I have him on a couple of fantasy teams and that's not looking great, but I think Bobby Portis is doing a, doing a fine job and maybe this is just extra depth, but I could easily see Christmas January that he's played in a couple of games, a couple of minutes here and there. And it's just kind of a quiet, Yep, we're moving on from him. Brooke is actually healthy. He's uh, you know, come coming back in the next couple of weeks, and you just started kind of hit the with the. We'll we'll bring it up on the podcast. Like, oh yeah, that's right. They did sign Demarcus Cousins. Oh, I'd forgotten about that because he did not play. I don't think he's gonna play a lot, but I think he's gonna earn some minutes. I think he's gonna be hard to bench. I I really do. I I just just gotta get in there, just a little a little bit at a time here. Uh, speaking of... How many threes of, do you want to take in a game? Three. Three, okay. All right, that's what he, that's what he uh, averaged last year. Part of the year was on, on Houston, so that's kind of a goofy, goofy situation. I, I just but I saw he, him run a little bit shoot with 35%. Houston. I just saw him run a little bit in the preseason. Like, Boogie used to be just... Boogie used to be able to do fast breaks on his own. Like, no problem. And I'm not saying you're going to get that anymore, but... I just thought he looked a little bit more mobile, and now he's had a couple more months off, assuming he stayed in shape, which I imagine he has. 
if anything, just the rest alone might help him just in general, too. So, like, I don't know. Either way, I think it helps him. And I think he's going to a team, like I said, that similar to Wiseman, where they don't really need anything from him. His team's rolling just fine. They're not they're not they're not missing him. You know, he's not the missing piece. He's just an addition. I don't mm-hmm. think he subtracts anything from them. Uh speaking of just another addition here, uh the Suns just keep winning. Just just another one tallied on. Just another W. They just they just don't stop. They're still what, two, three games behind the Warriors, even with it's the just success? one, just one. Okay, yeah, all right. What, how many games they won in a row? Is this like fourteen now? Sixteen. 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 They're about to go the month of November without a loss, and they're still not in first. There's nothing you could do. You still have to hope for the other team to lose. That's that's the wild part about the sixteen game winning streak. Is you should be in first place. I think they might play each other this week. Oh, that'd be exciting for the top spot. It may it may sync up like that. It'll be close. I mean, they're both in the West. At some point, they got to play each other. Yeah. Uh, if if I uh, we'll we'll look at the schedule at some point. If that is theoretically happening, are you picking Golden State or Phoenix? Uh, Golden State. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's probably the wiser decision right now. I just think Phoenix Phoenix is going to be a tough team to play in the playoffs, too. I, I think they have a good, similar to Golden State, they have enough flexibility with their pieces. They can play in a couple different ways. I think they have some different shooters that can get hot in different moments. Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, TNT. All right, so we're, we're fighting Suns, for a, Suns at Warriors. <laughs> so you either uh, tie them in gaining a game or you lose and you, you're now down two games. <laughs> You know what's uh what's fun too? Care to venture to guess who the last team to beat the sixteen win in a row Phoenix Suns? Uh, is it the Knicks? The Kings. Oh yeah, I do remember the hearing about that. Yeah, that's when everybody was panicking about them, right? It was uh oh no, the Suns of last yeah, year because they, they, they started. Yeah, they started uh, one and three. Yeah, that's 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 too bad. Uh, we've uh, we've talked about forty minutes of basketball here. There was football this weekend. Well, hold on, it- hold on. I got one. I got one last basketball thing. I don't want to go too deeply into into the Celtics because they've just been still pretty pretty mediocre and it's whatever. But I got a weird stat for you. After yesterday's game, uh, Grant Williams is right now at this moment part of the 50 40 90 club meaning that he's shooting 50 percent from the floor over 40 percent from three and over 90 percent from the line yeah so football happened this weekend uh, <laughs> there was a lot a lot that uh doesn't mean anything because football's fucking wild nothing makes any sense in the world other than the patriots winning it's the only thing that that actually makes sense it's the only thing that seems like you can count on every week week in and week out everything else is a crapshoot. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean what happened last week is going to happen again the next week, except for the Patriots winning. It's the only consistency I see across the league. We win six in a row right now. We beat the Titans, which sounds like a big victory when you look at the record. Not that big victory when you look at their roster of what is left of it. Uh, but taking care of business again. Defense looks good. Another low-scoring game holding guys out. And another game we put up points. <laughs> 
we're, we're scoring points. They're not just winning games 14 to 6. Right? We're, we're putting how many weeks in a row right now? We put up at least 25, 30 points. It's been a bunch. I think it's been over 30, like multiple for not not every game in this win streak, but for for a while now, we've been putting up points. It's it's weird that I can't even pick consistency throughout other teams. I think there's players that are consistent. Like somehow Debo Samuels is the most consistent guy in the world right now. I he has he's, he's a running back now. I don't even know what he is for fantasy other than just the kryptonite that I cannot avoid. It, it's it's unavoidable. I've somehow managed to place this guy every week this season and have had so many opportunities to draft him earlier in every single league. It was like, you know, there, the Ayuk is over there. There's so many running backs over there. It should be a run-heavy offense. You know, we don't even know who's going to be quarterback. Is it going to be the rookie? Is it going to be Garoppolo? I, I stayed away from all of it. And then I was proposed to trade for this guy early, early in the year. He had like three weeks in a row. He just ripped off like 30 points each week in fantasy. And I was like, you know, this is fool's gold. Like, he's not going to – like, those are his three best games of the year. He's never going to have anything else after that. Man, he's had like 20-plus games, 20-plus points almost every game this year. I, I, I'd give him some consistency. I don't know if I can give the team some consistency, some unfairly injuries here, but is there anything you think is consistent week in and week out in the NFL? Like, what can you count on happening next week? Injuries to the top <laughs> fantasy running backs. <laughs> and more? They're, they're already all hurt. Who's left? No, you, you take Christian that McCaffrey back. McCaffrey today. Well, Christian that's... McCaffrey is uh, getting put back on IR. He's done for the year. And if you look at the top, pretty much the top players, uh, sure, the type of league, and it kind of moved around a little bit, but Christian McCaffrey, done for the year. Delvin Cook, pretty seriously hurt right now. Derrick Henry, done for the year. Elvin Kamara, pretty, pretty seriously hurt. So there's your top four picks, top four running backs. Uh, yeah, that's what I think you can uh, you can you can rely on is that fantasy is going to to ruin your day. You know, it's a lot more upsetting with guys like Cordell Patterson having the success they have. It just who would have thought? It makes no sense. There's reasons to think Mike Davis should be better. There, there's there's reasons to think a lot of court, uh, running backs should be better. But I heard on the Rosillo podcast this past week that they were talking about how nobody really gets excited over running backs anymore. Like, who are the like we were kids, we were growing up uh, looking forward to like like idolizing running backs. Like you would want to be the running back. I don't think anyone's doing that quite like that anymore. Uh, there's no, there's not another Adrian Peterson coming out here. I mean, he already got we cut too. He just got cut. He did get cut. <laughs> the, the NFL doesn't even want Adrian Peterson. Not someone like Adrian Peterson. Actual Adrian Peterson. Yeah, it's. I think it's the last of an era, though. I really think this is going to – it's already changed. It's not even something I'm talking about. It's like it's like all the three-pointers they suddenly take in NBA's in the NBA games now. It's it's just the way things are. I don't think this is ever going to change. Like, Do you think there's hope of a team being, you know, with the, being dominant with a, a dominant running back? Like, is that is that a possibility? It doesn't really feel like there's another team going with that approach. The only teams that were doing it were the ones you mentioned, and – you could see the weakness of when those guys go down. They suddenly become very, very average, if not below average. I mean, I don't think Tennessee is in a weird spot right now where they kind of have this lead 
that isn't that much of a lead, and I don't think anyone's scared of them anymore. I don't even know what they're hoping for. Like, are you better Cersei off? Cersei isn't even uh, isn't even in the lead anymore. Are you hoping it's, for uh, after after last night? It's the it's the Ravens. <laughs> Is that a? That's not a team I think you should be scared of either. That was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. That was the worst game of football this whole year. It was last night's Monday night game. It's or terrible. Or Sunday night game. It, it was it was the, the, the mess right before halftime where it was multiple turnovers. It was it, it was the ultimate this game's drunk on Twitter. I saw it from so many people. And yeah, just not not a well well run football match yesterday night it was it was like again really again like didn't we just no they did doesn't anybody want to take over the, take care of the ball here it was like a it was like a basketball game where there's no, just three no, turnovers in a row no they did not they did not see it seem to care about that and yeah just barely barely won but you know by the uh by the numbers ravens already had their their bye week so they are eight and three where the Patriots and the the Titans are eight eight and four. Yeah, the Titans. I mean, do you even want to make the playoffs if you're the Titans anymore? Like, if you're not able to compete, do you really want to? I feel like you're holding on to this lead, just struggling to get. You're going to be crawling into the playoffs if you get if you do get in. Oh, definitely. Why? Why not? Definitely. Just just tally up the losses, man. Let's get another draft pick. No. Think about it. Think about who they'd have to play. You say like, oh, well, it isn't even worthwhile. But well, they they changed up the uh, the the rules. So trying to figure out how many how many teams get in. I'm, I'm not I'm not so sure. I can't line it up exactly. But I, first team definitely gets a bye. So then you got a few more teams. Tennessee could have to play like the Chargers or the the, the Raiders. Do those teams scare you? I mean, the Bills are definitely down there a little bit. You think the Bills are going to figure figure it out, but I don't think that they they should be concerned. And it's impossible for them to tank. Like the teams at the bottom, they're so far down. Trying to tank now would that would be so silly. Yeah, that that seventeen game schedule this year too. It it does. This is there's like an odd amount of games still left. Like we're we're barely past halfway here. You know, what, what do we got? Six weeks, six games left for everybody. Uh, depending on the team, uh, six, six or, uh, yeah, five, five or six. Well, so there's still a good chunk of games left here. My biggest concern is maybe the Patriots peaked a little too early, but maybe this is just a consistency that we'll have. We haven't even, I don't think we've even peaked all the way. We got a rookie quarterback that's still figuring it out. Defense still, uh, still piecing it together. They, they look much better than they have at the, uh, at the beginning of the year. And think how quickly we went from, I don't know, should, should we be tanking and thinking of more long-term with uh, Mac Jones here? And, you know, in, in two months, we've gone from, from all the way down there to not just competitors, not just in the playoffs, like almost at the, the top of the, the AFC, almost the number one seed. Yeah, my, my big excitement for it is more of what is this going to look like next year? Because I, I just think. What do you worry a, about next year? What about this year? This year's great. I don't think there's. We gotta we beat the Bills. That's what we gotta do. We're, we got them. We got them twice. We got them twice. We got a Monday night, extra extra day to prepare. 
look, this year's great. It's it's awesome. It's encouraging. It's very very high potential of of being more than what it is. I just think the next couple years will be way better than this year, and the years after that might be even better in those years because we we got a guy that's just improving week by week. We have a coaching staff that is capable of of grooming and tailoring and changing and adjusting and in constantly consistently improving. I just all you need is the guy to do it with and I feel like we got the guy. So like I'm much more excited about that than anything that may happen this year. I mean it'd be great. It would be great to win this year. It'd be a freaking Cinderella story. I it would it would piss off the entire world that we somehow managed to win another Super Bowl. Even if we get to another Super Bowl, we will piss off the entire world. We don't even need to win another Super Bowl. Just being in one We'll suddenly put the, the target on our back that we didn't didn't have last year and didn't have and don't have this year. It will immediately be back, and I'm I'm willing to embrace it because I think we're going to be a better team next year. We're going to be a better team after that, and we really we're really onto something here. I, I just feel like we're figuring things out. We're still doing things the Patriot way, while I feel like every other team is trying to do it the traditional way, which whatever way that is, I don't know exactly what it is. It doesn't seem to be working. There's no other consistency across the league. No other team is ever going to have a win streak of six games this year. No other team. It's it's over. <laughs> then the next six six win team will probably be the team that wins the Super Bowl. And for all I know, that might just be us. So we'll see. Well, you gotta you gotta be careful with that because uh, there are two teams that are on four game winning streaks right now. It won't matter. I I'll stand by it. Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you who they, they are? Or you, you know what? Do that you can even you, you can go one more week when it's five, and I'll still tell you they're guaranteed to lose the next game. Okay. Lock lock it down. All right. No more six win teams. No more six win teams. I'm trying to just put put a a theory that I just don't think any football team is consistent out there. Like the Patriots could lose the next six games. That'd be a disaster. But I just I, that's how this season has gone, has it not? <laughs> I think there's been there's been mixes in uh, matches. Well, then who's the other threat think, right now? Like who are the who is your Super Bowl threat right now? Who are you picking that you feel like these are the dominant teams that that are going to be here at the end of the year? Oh, they didn't didn't play this week, but the uh, you know the Cardinals they they have the best record. Yeah, they, yeah, they lost they, a couple couple weeks ago, but I guys I see it. I I don't really fear them as much. I mean, they haven't done it before. They they have. Some older guys with some banged up injuries, as well as Kyler is—is is he healthy? Like that's gonna be that's the that's the main thing right there. You know, because last year we we thought maybe he's not that good because he wasn't healthy. This year it's like, oh my god, he's healthy. Of course he's good. We saw him healthy before. He's amazing. And then now we're we're I don't know where we're at. We're in between one of those, and I don't know if it's gonna be good Kyler or bad Kyler or some something in between. Which might be good enough, something in between. He just can't be what he was last year, and he doesn't have to be what he was at the beginning of the year. I, I there's some things that need to happen there still, though. I, I don't know if that's a lock like that. I feel like my no six win team is still more likely to be a lock than 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 Kyler being consistently awesome and just healthy. All right. Well, what, I hope he can get healthy because he's he's exciting to watch when he is healthy. What's what's the other team? You uh you also have Tampa Bay. They're eight and three. Their quarterback's pretty good. Yeah, I you they know they weren't even that high of a high of a seed last year in the playoffs, and that didn't didn't matter. So they're almost like the LeBron teams in the NBA, where 
other teams, you need to be the high seed, you need to be at home. It doesn't matter where LeBron's playing. He's got an advantage. I He may make me eat some words, Tom Brady. It wouldn't be the first time he did that to some media member like me or whatever. But I think I think uh, Brady also has this MVP goal on his mind, and it has been such a weird, sloppy year, and I don't think – I don't think the world will allow us to give it to Aaron Rodgers, even if he deserves it. And I think Brady knows that. And I think if he's smart and has just a couple big games, you know, maybe don't hand it off to Fournette four times one game and just, you know, just, you know, pitch it to him or, or, or a couple drop passes to him or something simple like that. And suddenly if he has like one more four touchdown game or something, I, I think that MVP talk will will emerge. And I think he'll be the front runner. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird for a guy who's won so much to suddenly have priorities for something so irrelevant. Like when you win that many championships, do you really care about winning MVP anymore? I, I mean, maybe at this age, it's, it does have some value to him, but I could easily see him not caring about that at all and just handing the ball off to Fournette and having giving him four more touchdowns. Like is Fournette going to be an MVP by the end of the year? I don't, I don't know. It's just it's going to take some more wins out of that team. It's all order. It's hard enough for a running back. But I I don't know. Do you have an MVP pick? I mean, you, you mentioned all these teams that you think are have a chance to win and be there. But is there is there one player you also think has been consistently dominant that doesn't feel like there's a front runner? You you can't give it to Mac Jones. I I, don't, I refuse to accept that as an answer. He'll, he'll be lucky to have a name on the ballot, let alone a time on this podcast to discuss it. <laughs> you thought I was gonna go right to Mac Jones? I don't know. I I kind of talked him up as the only consistent team, so it does have some theory behind it i like that that's the argument if you ask me but i mean who who else yeah would you I, was, give it to? I was i was i was not gonna go i was not gonna go with mac jones but well now now i feel like i should now i feel like i'm letting people down <laughs> uh, i mean it's pretty consistently it's a quarterback it's, it's rogers non- then, right? the last non-quarterback is Adrian Peterson in 2012. Before that, it was Ladanian Thompson in 2006. So you're you're going you're going back. So I think it's just going to be whoever the whoever finishes the best as the best quarterback. I I do think Henry, had he finished the season, even if he didn't finish at the pace that he was at, probably would have won. Like I wouldn't have a problem. I think, I think he could have been in year. the discussion. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I think that would have made a lot more sense than being like, all right, so we're gonna give it to Brady and. You know, he had some good games. He had some bad games. He had some games where he looked really old. I, I think I think Henry would have would have got it this year. But you got to make it throughout the whole year. Like you can't. You have to finish the year. Like even if Brady misses a game, I, I think that'll take him out of the discussion. I think if Rodgers misses any more time, he's out of the discussion. He already missed some time. Yeah, he missed missed a couple games. And, and I like that. That's kind of the one argument from giving it to him. I, I'm telling you, they're going to do everything possible to not give it to him, even if he does deserve it. Like he could go undefeated the rest of the way here and defeat my my six game win streak here and, and some and they and, and they still won't give it to him i i feel like there has this this just won't be what the league does this league is controls odd things like that you know the deflate gate was a big deal they make a big deal over certain things it shows not to make a big deal over the rogers thing i don't know why but i just feel like this is gonna eat some punishment in ways they can't punish him they're, they're not gonna give it to him but I, but after that, I really don't know who you, who you're left with. Like, who's the other quarterback? Like, is is Mahomes have a couple more six touchdown games in him? Like, can uh, the Bills put some stuff together for their quarterback? Because he really hasn't been that I, good I over think, there. I, I think you are 
naming the, the the exact guys in the mix, and it's just like you said, seventeen game season. So there's still you know a month and a half of football to play, and I, th- I think the door is pretty wide open compared to what it's been in the past. Football's wild. Makes no sense. <laughs> it's it's impossible. It you know even if I watch every game just so much detail, by the end of it when I look at the scores of who won and who lost. And I look at like the previous week. It, it's there's no pattern of of consistency here at all. Like there's no like, if you're betting on fantasy on football just in general this year, my God, you go play the go play the slot machine, man. I, I, that's what I'll tell you. Like you're wasting your time at this sport. This is, I wonder if Vegas even winning money this year. I I feel like maybe they're losing money. Maybe people are winning these, making the wrong bets, and just suddenly getting lucky. Uh, yeah. Football's I think Vegas is, is always making money. Yeah, I think they've got it figured out. That sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> I already started playing the outro music here. We've got about two minutes. Uh, anything you want to tell the people out there? On the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got through all the all the sports stuff that I wanted, I wanted to talk about today. I got my, my little Grant Williams fact. Uh, I snuck that in there. You uh, were willing to talk about college basketball a lot more than I was expecting. Uh, do you have any interest in the college football uh, championships that are happening this weekend and how they could impact the college football playoffs? I'll no, I'll watch the playoffs, but I'm not. I know it's it's fine. Maybe maybe one of the games if if they're on. It may, I feel like some of these games are on pretty late when nothing else is on, and that's that's what it's going to take for me to pay attention to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of basketball on right now. A lot of good basketball out there. Especially the Clay's going to be coming back. I think Clay's coming back soon. I said he was going to play before Christmas. I feel very good about that. Still, I I, I think he's going to play soon. Like I think within the next week or two, we're going to see Clay mm-hmm. back on the well, court. He, yeah, he's been working with the uh, with the G, the G League team, so you know you're get, getting closer and closer. It's it's weird. I have nothing to base any of this on. Like there's no research. There's no article I read. I just feel like this guy has been out for so long. He's, he's he's ready. He's got to be ready. He's got to be. He's got to want to play so bad. And I, I could you imagine if he gets hurt again? I can't even. I can't even. Want, I don't even want to talk about it. It'd be terrible. <laughs> it would suck. But I hope he's back soon. We will be back soon. We'll be back uh, next Monday, hopefully. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Check out our Facebook page. We got any uh, March Madness bet consequences? Started uh, started thinking of those up. Uh, let us know. Uh, we'll be back. Little column A, little column B.